He was trusted around women, by women, by their husbands and fathers and mothers and sisters and brothers, by their sons and daughters and nieces and nephews, by the process of authentication itself. He had had to dismiss a junior authenticator for an impropriety involving a female claimant, a moment of weakness during the measurement of an attempt to break the world record for the world's longest kiss. Three hours short of the record, this authenticator had suffered an epiphany. After scrutinising the woman's lips for twenty-seven hours, he had fallen for them. Or not her lips as such, for they were invisible. He became besotted by the space he could not see, the gap between the woman's lips and her partner's, a friend, not a boyfriend. No passionate relationship could possibly survive a twenty-seven-hour kiss. That authenticator underwent an explosion of feeling akin to a religious conversion. In the twenty-eighth hour, he lunged, seizing the girl in his arms. One contact of lips on lips, his on hers, would conquer twenty-seven hours, conquer the world. In front of millions on live television and several hundred in the shopping centre where the attempt was taking place, the authenticator was left without any excuse. Our father sacked him not for sexual assault. Far from having charges laid, the woman pitied him and became his platonic friend. But the more serious offence of interrupting a live world record attempt. Later in life, the erstwhile junior authenticator attempted a comeback of sorts, jumping the fence from gamekeeper to poacher or authenticator to aspirant, by essaying the world record for the longest sequence of postcards, three thousand one hundred and twenty-seven, addressed to a cat belonging to his platonic friend, who still resisted his advances. John Wonder. By contrast, was known to be as trustworthy around women as the day is long, which length increases. He would inform us, due to a slowing in the Earth's angular velocity and rotational energy, by some one point seven milliseconds each century. There was something transparent in his blandness of manner, depthless in the watery blue of his eyes, a void in the intelligence of his smile. No sooner had women met him than they forgot him. He exuded not an atom of sexual need or appeal or innuendo or carnality, whatever it was that made a woman stop and look at a man twice. In his life, women had seldom even stopped to look at him once. That profusion of facts which he exuded in lieu of tone or effect or scent or voice or personality. Was to most women's senses an inoculation against sexual appeal. He lived on an aseptic plane, too ridiculously and boyishly trivial, too unapproachably earnest. He had none of the vulnerability or gameness that commonly attracted women, or, for that matter, anyone seeking friendship. There were times when the organisation needed an authenticator who had no sexual weakness, who was, in that sense, something less or more than a man. If the task was to authenticate the number of sexual partners in a day, six hundred and twenty set by the adult film actress Jasmine St. Clair, or in a lifetime, one hundred and seventy-seven thousand five hundred. Claimed by twin Amsterdam prostitutes Louise and Martine Fockens, 
The most semen swallowed in one sitting, 1.7 pints, set by the adult performer Michelle Monaghan. The biggest orgy, 250 couples, in an episode recorded, enigmatically, as having taken place in Tokyo. The most garter belts removed with the teeth inside two minutes, 26 by Ivo Grosch of Germany. Or the numerous other records relating to the dimensions and singular attributes of sexual organs, John Wonder was the trusted authenticator. It was our father's hands that ran the tape measure around the 177.8 centimetres encompassing the naturally endowed chest and back of Annie Hawkins-Turner in New York City.